GrowCityRadio.com. It's Community Radio, totally off the dial. Your dental health with Dr. Ray. Ray, real quick before we get back into our topic here, uh, people want to contact you. They want to maybe uh, have some questions about their own oral hygiene and, and maybe some things that they can do to help themselves. You're always open to those calls. What number can they use? They can call us in Grove City at 614-875-8085. And, of course, you can always find Ray online on his website, RaymondSheridanDDS.com. All right. We hope that you'll uh, check those resources out. Get in touch with Ray if you have any questions about your own dental health. All right. So when we left last break, uh, right before the break here, uh, we were wondering maybe some signs that somebody could look for, you know, not to self-diagnose, but what are the things that people most commonly experience when they, before they discover that they have uh, oral cancer? Well, I think a good way of putting it is change. Uh, you know, some kind of change. Mm-hmm. One of the things you can look at is, let's say on your lower lip, do you have a little spot that showed up? Maybe it looks like a freckle. Maybe it is a freckle. But if you don't know, if something lasts, I like to say if something's there over two weeks, you notice something and it's still there two weeks later, you see something you're concerned about, just go to your calendar, go to your iPhone or something, put a date, put a note on the date two weeks from now, hey, check that thing in my mouth. If it's still there, I'll call the doctor. Mm -hmm. Because we do the same kind of thing. We don't want to get alarmed over stuff because... Who knows? It could, yeah. There's a lot of different diagnoses in there that what it could be. But so yeah, if you notice something on your lip, how about a sore mm. that that doesn't heal? That's the two week thing there too. Sure. A lump, like a lump in your mouth, could be a plugged up salivary gland. Right. There's nothing to worry about about that. Go in and have somebody say, hey, you don't have to worry about that. Right. But uh, you know, keep an eye on it. So ulcers, ulcers, sores. You know those um, cold sores that are so yep. common. Yep. They are common and. You know, 99.9% of the time they're going to be that. But, uh, you know, two weeks if the sores in your mouth. How about a weird taste, an abnormal taste in your mouth or difficulty swallowing, maybe pain in swallowing. And that can be a lot of things too. Mm. But even if, this, if, if it starts us on a differential diagnosis, right? you know, maybe you need to have your tonsils taken out. Who knows what it is, you know, but let's start with that, a difficulty of swallowing or pain. How about... Uh, little speech problems okay there's uh certain types of cancer of the tongue that you know you might feel like you have trouble maybe cause you to trip over some words every yeah once. then there's there's a lot of other things that'll do that too just because i don't want people to go around saying oh my gosh you know i just i know i yeah. mispronounced uh, yeah mississippi uh, you know, yeah schenectady <laughs> yes, oh schenectady <laughs> yeah that's my that's a good one thanks um i do what i can i try to add <laughs> yeah. something to the show anyway. you did marty thanks for yeah, contributing this week schenectady uh, new york city by the way for <laughs> those of you folks who don't aren't as well uh, schooled as Marty here. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it, it, it could be also, which is a lot more common, is dry mouth. And mm. we can get into that another time. But I just want to say this so people aren't, you know, they don't start laying awake nights worrying over it. If you're taking a lot of medications or any medications, mm-hmm. most medications have some side effect sure. in the oral cavity. It's usually dry mouth. And when your mouth is dry, you know, sometimes the tongue doesn't work that great. Right. But having said that, still, you know, if you notice a continued problem with it, Ask your dentist. Give us a call. We're glad to help you with it. And even if it's enough to say, hey, it's your medicine that's probably doing that, maybe we could talk to your physician about finding a different medicine or having something to help lubricate well, your Well, the good thing, too, about this is that, you know, if they come in here and they get things checked out, and you can say, eh, you know, you might want to go get some further examination from somebody who's more familiar in cancer and, yeah. you know, other uh, areas of medicine. You know, the, the good news is, is that uh, you're not too proud to refer a patient to uh, to an expert that may actually be able to help them. 
love to refer. Yep. You know, it's a, it's it's a team approach. Yep. Every everything in life, folks. You know, nobody's a like they say. No one. There's no such thing as a self-made millionaire. They always have a team. Uh, you need a team together. You need a team with your family and whatever. But we use a team approach a lot. Let's, to put it this way, I might see in my career, I've actually seen uh, real cancers just a few times. Mm-hmm. We've looked at a lot of patients that think think we may that there may be something there. But we sent them to an oral surgeon. So I'm doing that. So are all the other general dentists. So the oral surgeon is very familiar. He sees cases come in his door probably every day where he's doing a, maybe a, a look-see or a biopsy. Mm-hmm. Biopsy is where they take a little swab. Sometimes they cut it. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just rub it with like a Q-tip right. and send it in to get a look at the cells. So these guys are highly experienced with looking at abnormal tissue. Yeah. And though it's such it's such a relief to go in there, have an expert look at it and say, oh, you know what that is? That's an irritation. Mm-hmm. We call it a fibroma. That's a bump in your mouth because your tooth is sticking out a little funny and it's getting rubbed all day long by your lip. That's what that is, you know. So, use the use a specialist. It's the standard of care yeah. in today's industry. Absolutely. Well, good news there. Um, all right. Well, uh, say somebody does get diagnosed uh, with a form of cancer, oral cancer. Um, what then is your course of action as their dentist? Do you treat them any differently once uh, for, for regular routine checkups or anything like that? Well, we we do, um, we do, Marty, because there's there's several things. When if someone has cancer, it can affect the way the, let's say the the it, wherever the, depending on where the cancer is located. Let's say it's near the bone, it can affect the way there's some circulation issues. So we may not want to use and do an extraction where they've had uh, like radiation to treat the cancer because mm-hmm. the blood supply is down, it, the body is not as able to heal itself. So sometimes doing some routine things that we think would like take a tooth out, right? Could actually cause some kind of problem in the bone that might it almost be as bad as the cancer itself. So we have to be really careful about that. We we really worry about oral hygiene because the body's immune system is um, is compromised. So we want to keep the teeth nice and clean. We right. don't want the, there's bacteria in our mouth, folks. We all got it. Okay, they're our little friends sometimes, but sometimes they're fighting for the other team. So we want to keep our mouth really clean so they're not getting into the bloodstream and then. I like to say like taxing the immune system. We, mm-hmm. we don't want our body worried about fighting bacteria in our mouth. We want to concentrate on doing everything that doctors can to get rid of this cancer. So we're big on oral hygiene, and we do counsel them also on some of the nutritional aspects. What are uh, some things that people can do to, to increase their survivability uh, if they are diagnosed with oral cancer? That's that's an excellent question. I'm glad you asked that, Marty. You know, I do what, what I can. Once again... Just trying to bring something to the show, Doc. Yeah. I'm just trying. Yeah. I'm hanging on for dear life here, okay? Uh, you know, um, the biggest thing really is early detection. Mm-hmm. That is major, major thing with oral cancer. I mean, all the cancers, but oral cancer is unique in the fact that early detection, you can we can prevent or cure. Let's not prevent. Let's say you've already got it. You can cure 80 to 90% of oral cancer if it's detected early, which wow. is... Wow, that's a big percentage. Thing. Eighty to ninety. Eighty to ninety wow. percent. That is, and I didn't make up those numbers, Marty. Those are, you know, actually found statistical. in some yeah. medical journal someplace. Yeah. Some important guy come up with those. So yeah. if we catch it in the beginning stages, wow, the survivability rate is great. Now, if you if you don't catch it early, now this is here where I preach again. Okay, because I know guys that have done this. They've had. I look in their mouth and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, why have you not had that lump looked at? 
what are you what are you waiting for? Right. Or I'll actually have seen them six months ago. I picked up something that I thought looked abnormal. I'll see it again in six months, and I know if they've done something because I haven't re- received a report back from the oral surgeon. And I don't like to speak to these people that way, but I say, man, you've got a family to live for. What, why are you putting this off? Go have it looked at. Well, you know, and that's really re- unique, actually. For I, I hate to say this, but in the healthcare profession, it is unique for somebody to uh, your physician, your your dentist to to address you and say, why haven't you done this? Uh, that's unique, and I'll tell you why. Uh, so many times. People are so inundated and overwhelmed by the workload that they get in, in medical professions that uh, they don't really have the time to follow up on everything six months down the road. Uh, so you need to be your own advocate for your health. Uh, and when your dentist or your physician does come to you and say, hey, this is something you want to make sure that you get looked at, you want to make sure you do that. They're not saying that because it's a hobby. They're saying that because they're dealing with your life. So, you know, it's it's unique that a, a dentist uh, would follow up six months later and say, why haven't you done anything with this yet? Good Kudos to you. Morning. You know, people, dentists and doctors, we're, we're no different. We don't want to, we don't like delivering bad news. Remember, we're businessmen. We want people to come back, right? So yep. we don't want to be nagging them about something. But once in a while, you know, you have to tell people, the, the facts. It's hard if you love somebody. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, you know, I, I you know, I mean Christian love, right? If you really yeah. love somebody, you have to tell them the truth sometimes. Yeah. And maybe they don't want to hear the truth, but you can deliver it. You don't have to always deliver it in, in, a, in a demeaning way. You know, what I'm getting at. <laughs> I do yeah, know what okay. you're getting at. <laughs> so do you it. Grew up it, with me, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. That, so, and if you wait, you're the 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 survivability rate drops to twenty percent. Mm. You know, if you if you catch it in the later stages, and wow. and I we've we've lost a patient, we've lost two patients actually from oral cancer, and it's kind of you know it's really rough to see it, and it's not a nice way to go either. So get it get it looked at while it's in the early stages. So simple, it's probably nothing. Very good advice. You're listening to your dental health with Dr. Ray. It's on GroveCityRadio.com, community radio, totally off the dial. GroveCityRadio.com, Community Radio. It's totally off the dial. You're listening to Your Dental Health with Dr. Ray. And, of course, we're talking about Dr. Ray Sheridan. Uh, he is the doctor of practice here at Sheridan Dental in Grove City. Ray, people want to reach out to you. They've got some questions they might want to ask. What number can they best reach you at? Well, they can get they can get in touch with us several ways. They can sure. call us here on the phone at uh, 875-8085. That's Central Ohio, folks. That's 614 area code. They also can get on our website. It's RaymondSheridanDDS.com. And on that, there's they can send us an email through the site. There's a little drop-down box that says, hey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm Brett. You want to chat? You know, <laughs> I'm so, Brett. So, so that you can chat with Brett or whoever else happens to be on there that we have uh, covering for us and mm-hmm. ask questions. That will get to us. So send me an email. Yep. Um, stop me on the street. Not too many. Uh, not too familiar with smoke signals any longer. We do smoke signals. Okay. Uh, but right. I knew yeah. you live in rural uh, <laughs> We're Central Ohio. Uh, rural Ohio. So. You've got to do the smoke signals. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, very good then. Well, so a myriad of ways that you can uh, get in touch with uh, Dr. Ray and his great staff. Of course, I always like to brag on your staff. When you walk through the door, uh, you're always welcomed, and it's always a pleasant environment. You don't have the smell of a doctor's office when uh, you walk through. Thanks, Mark. i got a great group of people that work you with do. us. We like to call them a team. Every time I say the word staff, they let me know that staff is an infection. They don't appreciate being called <laughs> So, no, they're a team because we do work together. I, I couldn't work without them. They're Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, uh, we've been talking about oral cancer. It's kind of a heavy subject. Not kind of. It actually is yeah, a heavy subject. Heavy. And, 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 and we've talked about, um, you know, is it serious? Is it something you can die from? We've talked about all of that. Um, we've talked about how to increase survivability rate. Uh, one thing we re- sort of touched on, but we didn't really go into in any depth, but I- I'd like to get some more information from you on is uh, the risk factors. What are some of the risk factors with oral cancer? Yeah, we did mention earlier about it, but in dentistry we say there's like this terrible triad. You know, it's people that have they have tobacco use, and we can talk a little bit about that too because that's a big topic here. That's right? great. Tobacco use, alcohol and poor oral hygiene. Those three things together, if you if you put all those together, you've just bumped up your chance of having oral cancer. You really moved yourself up into a different category. Wow. Now, the tobacco use, uh, smoking, hey, you know, smoking, there's nothing good about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a shame that something that gives pleasure to people is so harmful to them, right? right. It's unfortunate. The smokeless tobacco, the thing about that is we see younger people using that. I, I don't want to say it. it's not fashionable isn't the word I want to use, but, you know, you'll oh. see more of it. You're, you're talking about, like, you know, uh, snuff and yeah. chew and all that kind dipping, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, dipping, yeah. And the problem with that is it's a little it's, – it's not a little. It's a lot different than smoking as far as how fast it can act because it's laying right on the tissues. Right. So, I've wondered about that. Yeah, before. it's really serious. A lot of like, there's been some famous ball players that have contracted oral cancer, and you see a lot more bubble gum. You don't see near as much chew out there right. in, in the professional sports. But the dipping is really, I, I don't, I don't say it's super common, but I see a lot of it in our practice. Mm-hmm. What it does, folks, when you're sticking that stuff in there, it's an irritant to the to the we call it the mucous membranes that skin and the wet skin inside your mouth the, the mucus it doesn't like it so you know just an analogy i like is if if you're working with your hands you know you get calluses on your fingers or like on the palms of your hands that's because the body when it's when it's uh, up against an irritation it's, it's it's protecting itself right so all these cells are rapidly reproducing to make this callus well right. in your mouth you have the same thing Millions of cells, thousands and thousands of cells are reproducing fast, fast, fast to lay this this protective layer in your lip. So we look in there and we see this whitish callus basically in your mouth. And there's a couple things there. You've got the nicotine being added to it and some of these other additives that are in there that are already cancer-producing and cancer-causing agents. Now you add that to an area where you've got cells rapidly reproducing. Mm-hmm. Now think about it. How you've increased the production of cells, and now you increase the risk that one of those is going to turn into something bad, right. like cancer. So you've got these, this double thing going on there. So I tell people, number one, quit. Okay. If you can't quit, move it around. Don't keep putting it in the same spot. But that's not an excuse, folks. If you're dipping, quit. Okay, Dr. Ray didn't say, it's fine to just move it around. Mm-hmm. But if you're... If you can't quit or you're trying to quit and, and you're working your way down, at least move it around. Don't put it in the same spot. Because young people... Yeah, especially these guys, guys out there, you will get this oral cancer. It is a bad actor, and it hits you young. And when we see the patient come in with that, hey, we can can we move into how I detect it while we're at sure, it? Sure, sure, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, when we have this this big cotton swab with a special dye, I can put it on there, let it soak in, and look at it with special glasses and a special light, and I can see actually down through the tissues and see, mm. wow, what's going on in there. So, wow, really? Yeah, so come in and let me look at it. I can tell you whether it's something serious or not, or it's just a callus, but don't just keep looking down in there and say, ah, yeah, heck, it'll be fine. I I don't know. I don't understand that mentality because I don't have it, but I want to help you folks understand that we don't have to. 
Well, that. and let's back up for a second because I don't think uh, I don't think that a lot of people look at those kinds of situations and say, "Ah, it'll be fine." Uh, I think they hope it'll be fine. They need to tell themselves it'll be fine. But I think maybe they have a greater fear of addressing it than they do of just kind of living with it. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I but I, 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 don't, I don't think it's kind of that situation where oh it'll be fine it'll you know my limb will grow back you know all that kind of stuff. It's not that necessarily. I, I think people are afraid, and uh, you know so tell us how I mean you you, you talked about the swab with the uh, yeah, yeah. A, a solution on it. You know what's that experience going to be like when they come in? I mean people already have a phobia about coming to the dentist anyway. If they have something really major happening in their mouth, they're going to come to a place where they're already fearful. You, what are you going to do that's going to be, hey, this is no, this is not going to kill you to, to get this done? Well, first of all, this test is it's so easy. I mean, okay. it is it's nothing you have to study for. No, you okay. don't have to study for, it. and it's there's it, absolutely no pain involved. Okay. I mean, it's really really quick. Actually, on your dentists are probably already doing this. If you're you know if you don't come to me and you're going to somebody else, you, you're gonna you're probably already getting this experience and you may not even know it. The dentist when you come in for a regular cleaning, he's just having you stick out your tongue and he's looking to the left and the right and he's not mm-hmm. only just checking your teeth for cavities, he's looking around to see if there's anything unusual growing. Right. So that's part of it. I mean, that's that's no harder than having somebody just look in there. You know, put a light in your mouth, let's look in. Okay. They'll use a mirror. So that's one aspect of cancer detection. The second one is there's uh, there's a couple of different products on the market. We have one called Visalite and it's a, you have this special light. It's chemoluminescence, which means it glows and shows us uh, abnormal cells, let's put it that way. Okay. okay. So we turn the lights out in the room. I put these really cool-looking glasses on that everything looks funny looking through it. And I, <laughs> I, oh, have you opened your mouth? And I just take this light wand and I just look around with this wand. I'm okay. still not touching, biopsying, or anything. I mean, I'm just looking around. And, and it no shows. point is there any kind of cutting on that? No, no nothing. Okay. No cutting. And it shows me, because the mucous membranes, the, the skin inside your mouth, is a little translucent. Like if you, you know, you could put a flashlight in your mouth, you yeah, light yeah, coming out your cheek. Cheeks, right. Yeah, so we can look down through a couple layers of cells and and see something ahead of time, even before it's even popped up. That is a super way of catching something early. Okay. This procedure is not expensive. It's so easy, and you should have it done every other year, period. Every other year. End of story. And yeah. starting at what age? Yeah, well, you know. 20? Yes, yeah, right when you're an adult, especially okay. if you're using any tobacco products. That That's really increasing the risk. So that's that's the second thing that we do, and then... We mentioned that we have this swab. If we see something that we think suspicious, we have this swab with a purple dye on it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't sting anything. You know, we rub that on, we rinse your mouth out, and we look at it again. The light does it look funny? And after that, if we still are suspicious, we send you off to the oral surgeon who takes a look at it. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, he says, uh, "You have a wart okay. you know, or something like that." So. Well, good, and that's yeah. good news. And so, I really, no reason to be afraid to at least get your situation checked out. No. Now, here's the other obstacle that people will have to overcome. Maybe it's been a while since they've been to the dentist. Maybe they haven't taken the best care of their teeth. They're going to come in here because they've got something that looks unusual to them. It could just be one more unusual thing in a myriad of other... I've used myriad two times in this show. I... I need to lay off of that word. Myriad is a very good word. It's a plethora. <laughs> and yes, I know what a plethora means. <laughs> so, But but uh, they, they might have uh, several things already going on in their mouth. And they might just be afraid for that to, you know, or embarrassed to, to be looked at. 
I'm not addressing you, Marty, now. I'm That's addressing good. all the blue radio land. <laughs> radio land. You, you are not going to believe what a dentist sees day in, day out, coming through his office. You have absolutely nothing to be embarrassed about. Wow. If you live in modern society, you're not going to shock anybody, and nobody's going to lecture you on anything. You're not going to surprise the dentist, although people always say, oh, you know, I know you've... You never seen it like this. I haven't been to the dentist in 10 years, 20 years, whatever. Folks, get in. You're not going to surprise anybody. It's not embarrassing. So if a dentist goes, whoa, you know you've really hit the marquee. Yeah. You've really hit a whole nother level. Yeah, they're going like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, Michelle, <laughs> come over here and look at this. I've never seen anything like that. would be great if we walked in yeah. and we have our teeth examined and all of a sudden you're like, hey, wait a minute. I need cameras rolling. Yeah. Get in here. Yeah, no, it's not going to be like that. Okay. So, yeah, get in and see it. You know, uh, Marty, that, while you were mentioning that other myriad of things that could be going on <laughs> in your mouth, it reminded me, beside tobacco, mm-hmm. bad oral hygiene, sure. and alcohol, yeah. beside that, there's, there's another thing that I want to get this across because this is, this is really – kind of a common thing. Irritations in the mouth that are not taken care of can lead to an oral cancer. So let's say you've got a, a broken edge on a tooth that's rubbing your cheek constantly, and that's that same deal. The cheek's getting rubbed. It lays down a callus, blah, blah, blah. The cells reproduce. The other one is denture wares. Denture wares, teeth, you know, your gums change. Denture don't, but the gums change. So as over time, they tend to rub like way down in the bottom of your cheek. Mm. And I've seen some really interesting things. The, the body does some weird things when you you irritate it constantly, yeah. you know, 24-7. So if you have ill-fitting dentures and you're getting sores, I'm not talking about a new denture. You had a seed under it and it hurts for two weeks or something like that. But uh, an, an ill-fitting denture you've had a long time, you should have those looked at. Even though you say, well, I don't have any teeth. Why do you need to go to the dentist? But sure. go in and have him look at that, especially if you got a sore. I saw one this week that was pretty bad. All right. Good advice, good insights, and you're listening to Your Dental Health with Dr. Ray, Dr. Ray Sheridan, right here on GrowCityRadio.com. It's Community Radio, totally off the dial. GrowCityRadio.com, it's Community Radio, totally off the dial, and Your Dental Health with Dr. Ray, Dr. Ray Sheridan of Sheridan Dental. Of course, you can find him online at RaymondSheridanDDS.com, and once you visit the website, uh, you will be met there with a a lot of opportunities to get in contact, ask your questions, get information. Uh, obviously, there's uh, email. You can also find their telephone number there, and you can call. Or you can have a live interactive chat there with somebody that is answering questions for them. They'll get those questions to the doctor, and you'll get a response back for sure. I know that. Yes. And then also uh, some really good information there in the way of blogs. So uh, there's written content there that if you have questions... Go ahead and look through that. Maybe you'll find a couple of answers. Maybe uh, even give you some greater knowledge about some of the questions you might have already. Pretty good stuff, huh, Ray? Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I have fun writing the blogs. Sometimes you get these oddball topics like brownies with stuff in it that's supposed to help you sleep, and, uh, <laughs> you know, or lollipops that don't that help prevent uh, tooth decay. And wow. You never know what kind of little tidbits we put out Okay, there. here's a question since we're on the whole candy thing now. Let's I mean, go there. You've, you've mentioned coming up. You, yeah, yeah. You've mentioned brownies with stuff in it. You've mentioned uh, lollipops that help with tooth decay. Chewing gum. You know, you always hear four out of five dentists recommend blah, blah, blah. Do dentists recommend chewing gum? Four out of five dentists recommend sugarless gum for their patients who chew gum. Ah. Okay. We don't... I don't like gum because I had it explained to me oh, a long time ago even when I was in dental school you think you've You've eaten, 
you have some things uh, in your teeth still. So you, you put in some gum. Now, gum will increase saliva flow, and that helps dilute things a little bit, but also helps plunge yeah, deeper, deeper into these, little, these nooks and crannies in your teeth. These nooks and crannies are teeny tiny little nooks and crannies. You know, your brush bristle, one little bristle is not going to get down in it. So I don't want to jam a bunch of stuff in there. Well, that sounds like good advice. I, food stuff. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, food stuff. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying that. Okay. Uh, other stuff might want to be jammed in there. You never know. Yeah, right? but not food stuff. Okay. Sealants you could do. Yeah, the, gu- the the candy. This is my. This is the dentist season coming up, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. A treat. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I, th- I think that uh, might be uh, something we'll do. I know we're, we're passing out candy uh, at the brew on Broadway. Um, so... You know, we'll be doing that, and we'll be contributing to your business. So, hey, Marty, we thank you. Anyway, you, you, do you are welcome. You can't tell kids not to eat candy. You no. know, just just that's you know they're going to eat it, but you just show them how to clean it up afterwards. Abs- don't eat too much of it. Absolutely, yeah. that's the thing. All right, so we've talked in the last segment about uh, people maybe being embarrassed, you know, ashamed, um, uh, afraid, all that kind of stuff. Well, let's go ahead and take a walk through and talk about some of the standards of care. Uh, that you have here in your office, and people can find widely in a lot of their other dental offices around. Um, in other words, things that patients should probably expect to see when they visit you. Well, if you, most folks that have been to dental office might have seen some of these things. If you haven't been to an office for in a while, some of the things you might expect uh, to see are digital radiation, digital x-rays nowadays, which really there's really a lot of pluses in that for the, the people that work in the dental office and especially for the patients. Okay. Like, uh, for instance, you get radiated. In case, m- most people are pretty aware, radiation is not that good a thing. Okay? Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> it, 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 is, it is diagnostic. I mean, it does help with cancer treatments. We talked about oral cancer earlier. Mm-hmm. It does help with cancer treatments, and it does help with diagnostic care. But also, you know, too much radiation can be a bad thing. Yeah. So used to be people would come in, and they might be concerned about the amount of radiation if they got a large X-ray or a bunch of little ones. But with digital X-ray, the the X-ray image can be captured with so such a small amount of radiation. I had an older machine in in my office when we first went digital, and I almost had to turn it off. I mean, as far as the amount, because it just wasn't it was pre-digital, let's yeah. put it that way. So yeah, the r- amount of radiation is tiny with digital. That we great. don't even the I heard uh, one of the nation leading experts on X-rays and. You know, radiation. So it really, lead aprons are going to be like a thing of the past. You don't even really need them with digital. There's such a small amount of radiation. Wow. So, yeah. Of course, if you just want to wear a lead apron because it's a good fashion sense, you know, if that's your thing, it's, you keep it's, going. It's a great weight loss. You, you lug around 30 pounds all day. See what you do. And you lug around 30 pounds every day. <laughs> 30 Lord, extra have pounds. You, seen me? I mean, Lord, you do lug around 30 extra pounds. <laughs> that's what I'm talking now, about. The other thing about the. In case, like, I don't, most people have a kind of, I, I think, have a basic knowledge of how photography used to work in the old days. You know, mm-hmm. you, you take the picture, you dip it in this chemical solution, you dip it in water, and then you let it dry, right? Yep. So there was a lot of chemicals in that solution. There was, like, leads. There was lead linings mm-hmm. that we had to deal with on the old films. So digital x-ray, beside not radiating the patient as much and making it a much safer work environment for us dental teams. But also, it, it's much greener. Much greener. And it's and it's less expensive when you think about it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And so, you can manipulate the image, too. Like, the x-rays used to be two by two. two in, like, not even that, but let's say two inches by two inches. So okay. I'm looking at a tooth that's tiny. Right. Now, when I want to see if you've got a, a 
an area of decay or if I'm looking at something with your gum tissues, like the bone, for instance, I can I can blow that to as big a screen as I have. I would like to get some pictures of that to put on the website. Hey, they're real easy to get. Yeah. We'll just shoot you some over. I'd love it. Yeah. Look for those. Okay. All right. All right. So so uh, that that is one um, way that digital has come yeah. into your practice and is improving the care. Yeah, digital is great. Yep. Yeah, with x-rays. Digital x-rays. What other areas might they, uh, what other things might they experience? Oh, uh, one of the, th- I had someone the other day say something to me about it. I had a cleaning done. Uh, I forget where he said he had it done. They use this this machine, you know. They didn't use the, the, the these instruments. Yeah, it's, it's called an ultrasonic scaler. Yeah. That's kind of, that's considered to be really a standard of care because it does a couple things. It, it, it cleans the teeth ex- exceptionally well. Number one, it also helps remove this biofilm that we think really contributes to gum disease. Mm-hmm. So it's the ultrasonic nature of it, just these vibrations and blasting around in there kind of help dislodge stuff. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it's a neat little gadget, really. It is nice. Uh, patients like it better than someone reaching in and torquing on their teeth with a scaler. Yeah, and, and scraping away. Yeah, scraping. And, and, we call it a scaler. Yeah, yeah. No, I knew what you meant. Trust me, I've been there before. So, yeah, you get a level of cleanliness that you can't get without it. So, that's that's a that's a must have. Is there a uh, and I, I mean we've talked some previously about different cleaning methods at home and you know even whitening and so on and so forth before. Uh, there there are commercial units that people can use to help clean their teeth to help them better that are employing this technology or no? Well, you know the um, I'm not getting paid for this, folks. So if you know I don't get a kickback from uh, from the toothbrush companies, but there are ultrasonic toothbrushes. I happen to think the best one is the Sonicare. I just okay. love that brush. I mean, I've always was kind of a hand brush type of guy. You know, your manual brush. Mm-hmm. But once you use one of those things, wow, it's really you get sold on it. They claim they have an ultrasonic vibration in the brush, and they have a little video that shows it, that they actually clean beyond the reach of the bristle. So stuff, but, uh, plaque, I always use the word stuff. That just seemed my extra, my great word. But <laughs> bacteria, biofilm, plaque that's, that's in between the teeth that your brush tips are not really touching mm-hmm. are supposed to be able to be dislodged by this ultrasonic vibration. Is there any pain in using any of those? No, they're, they're a great brush. Okay. Our patients love them, especially, you know, as you as, as you get older, you have less saliva. Mm-hmm. You also, I mean, especially if you're elderly, you don't have the, the um, dexterity in your hands. Right. These, these have a, a large handle on them. They're just great. And the other thing is they take no effort. You don't mm-hmm. have to stand in front of the mirror and, you know, Burn any calories for three months for three minutes for three minutes not three months that would be a long that long you time. Some teeth. teeth. They you would be committed at that and they point. all have timers on them to let you know you know when to move to the next quadrant wow. what next section of your mouth they're good yeah but that's a good question Marty no, shows that you're really paying attention I do what I can Doc I do <laughs> what I can okay doesn't make me a bad person okay all right um, talk about some screenings uh, oh yeah okay you know and 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 because we have been talking about oral cancer. Uh, you said that uh, a person should start screening whenever they become an adult. And, of course, uh, every, what is it, every other year or every year? Well, the we, we're going to screen you for oral cancer, if we're talking about the oral cancer, yes. every time you come in, okay. which, every six months. But the, some of the specialized techniques, for instance, the one I mentioned was the Visalite. There's also one called the Veloscope. They all tend to employ a light, this right. chemoluminescent light. 
Those should be done every other year. And if you're a, a heavy tobacco user, uh, every year. Okay. Yeah. And they're real simple. You know, the hardest thing about that, you mentioned about should people be afraid, you rinse with the a vinegar solution because mm. it dries your mouth out. You say vinegar that already that sounds tasty. Well, it's got raspberry flavoring in it. So I like to call it a vinaigrette. Nice. You will. Okay. Wow. So that, and that helps drive the tissue. And that's the worst part about it. Some people don't even flinch. I think because they're used to eating that salad dressing, but yeah. others don't like it. That's the worst part, and there's nothing painful about it. it. Just And you do it for about a minute. You rinse with this for about a minute. So. Okay, so you're, you're swirling it around your yeah, mouth. Yeah, you're swishing it around, and you spit it out. Yeah. That's you don't take it home and put it on your salad. Okay, right? you mentioned all the changes because of digital. Please let me know. Please tell me that your office still has those really cool little sinks next to them with the water that goes through them constantly. So that you know, spitting Marty, yeah, went the way oh. of the horseless or the horse and buggy. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The reason. The reason. <laughs> the main reason that is. I mean, there's still some guys that like to have the the uh, cuspidor, the spit bowl with the, the little toilet next. See, to I you. just like to say cuspidor. Yeah, the little flushing toilet next to your wrist. Yeah. We do dentistry when you're laying flat. Now. Right. So you're laying back, and if you've ever tried to spit laying back, usually you end up spitting on the floor. It's not or, for everybody. Or you do a sit up, <laughs> and who wants to do, you know. 50 sit-ups during their cleaning to spit every time. I'm definitely not the guy. <laughs> yeah, you could use a couple of good cleanings, Marty. Okay, okay. This isn't my, uh, my gut All right. time, okay? But, uh, so we have we now provide a little straw, an, uh, aspir- an aspirator, just a little, you know, you just put it in your mouth, you sort of pucker up on it like a drinking straw, and it really cleans it out good. That way you don't have to do a sit-up every time you spit. Wow. I love this culture we're living in now. That's yeah. awesome. We have some patients that really miss that bowl. Really? They really love the bowl. I think there's a comfort in knowing what you're actually doing there. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose there is, Marty. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap things up with Dr. Ray. You are listening to Your Dental Health with Dr. Ray right here on GroveCityRadio.com. It's community radio totally off the dial. GrowCityRadio.com. It's community radio totally off the dial. You're listening to Your Dental Health with Dr. Ray, Dr. Ray Sheridan of Sheridan Dental right here in Grove City. And, of course, you can find him online, uh, RaymondSheridanDDS.com. And once you're there, plenty of ways for you to get in touch with a good doctor and his staff. Uh, There's a live chat that goes on there that you can utilize if you have a specific question you want to ask. Also, email and then, of course, um, by all means, feel free to call the office during regular business hours. And the number for people to use, Ray, is? Okay, the number is 875-8085. Yeah, call up and have a chat with either Michelle or, or Kiana. We call her Q. You will enjoy talking to those ladies. They're they fun. are fun. They absolutely are fun people. And, uh, and very helpful, too. Absolutely. You know, the whole staff here, really good people. Um, okay, we've been talking about oral cancer today, and, and hopefully that will shake a few people that if they are suspecting something's going on with their mouth, they, they're seeing some things that aren't right, uh, hopefully the information that's been shared in this, uh, this program today will encourage them to get into their dentist and have that looked at because, uh, you know, early detection, you said 80 to 90% of early detected uh, cases of oral cancer are indeed cured. Cured. That's fantastic. That is so true. And if you don't get on top of things uh, early with oral cancer, that that rate goes down to about 20%. Um, that's unfortunate. That's sad. But you need to be your own health advocate. You need to be the one proactive about this. And as Dr. Ray said earlier, you need to be... Uh, the one who's proactive about these things. So nobody else is going to do this. You've got to be the problem solver. That is well stated. Also, you know, you can really make me happy 
and, oh, yeah. and your dentist happy if you just come in. Sure. They will, if they could, if they can take some stress out of your life and give you the confidence that you've got a healthy mouth, it will really make it's a dentist feel good. Let's put that. Way. It makes me feel good. I'm sure it does your dentist too. Absolutely. You know, and I think also, I think the if you go in and you visit with your dentist. Uh, or you make calls to your dentist. I don't mean make social visits or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But if you go in on a regular basis and, and, and get in the habit of seeing your dentist and going through that treatment, the fear factor of all of that is going to go way down low. And also, any kind of risk of embarrassment that you might have will go away as well. Because dentists, can, they can fix pretty much anything nowadays. Oh, yeah. Anything. And you, you'd be surprised about this from, from psychologists. They say, uh, I think it's like 84% of people believe that you're socially more attractive if you have a nice clean smile. I mean, it's just all these things that are good reasons that have nothing to do with just your actual health, but just even selfish reasons to come and get them sure. looked at. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. All right, well, um, if you folks have questions about any of these things, um, you know, feel free to get in touch with Dr. Ray. We encourage that. Uh, we urge you, if you feel like you might be uh, experiencing any kind of the, uh, the lead-up uh, symptoms, that we described in this program, or if you're part of the activities such as smoking, drinking, uh, or even just practicing bad oral hygiene, if you're part of any of those, get in touch with a dentist and make sure that you get checked for this, okay? It's big stuff, big stuff. Uh, Ray, it's uh, October, and uh, Halloween is upon us. Thanksgiving is on the horizon. We've got the Circleville Pumpkin Show, the largest gourd festival in the United States, period. It's coming up. Well, you uh, have some. Uh, I'd like to let's end on something happy, right? Yeah, let's get, yeah. You you have a recipe that you've boasted about since I've met you um, for a pie crust for pumpkin pie. Not just the pumpkin pie itself, the crust. A recipe for a crust, people. This has got to be good, folks. Talk to us about you, that. You can buy a Pillsbury pie crust. You can try to make your pie the easy way. But that's not the Sheridan way, okay? <laughs> when we do it, we make it from scratch. I have the most fantastic pie crust recipe. I've shared this thing oh, lots and lots of times. Actually, I had one of the companies that we deal with put a, uh, a, a large uh, cookbook together out in California. They wanted it to be in their recipe book, Marty. Wow. How, that, that, they, they wanted your recipe. They wanted my recipe and actually... Let me just come right out and say, I didn't develop this recipe. Okay, I got it out of the Columbus Dispatch. <laughs> Years ago, there was a really great story about a lady that won, frequently won at the state fair with her pies. And her pie crust was just like always number one. Okay. And she was this lady that said, she's cool. She said, I don't mind sharing. This is no big secret. So she printed it in the, in the paper. I clipped it out. Oh, man, this has been a long time ago. I'm sure she's passed. She was an elderly woman. But I, I have... Uh, been using that recipe and sharing it and uh, taking ownership of it after many years <laughs> because I figure, hey, you know. Did you not? do any tweaks, any nuances, or did you s- found something that worked and you stuck with it? I did tweak it a little bit. Okay. Uh, she recommended uh, using lard, and mm-hmm. we use Crisco. Sure. Just because lard's harder to get at and it's less healthy. Yeah. But it is a great crust. Okay. And, you know, it's kind of fun. It's fun to say, yeah, I made the crust, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice and flaky, and it beats Grandma Bonnie's pie crust. Really? And I don't know if you know who Grandma Bonnie is, but. 
I don't know who Grandma. I don't know Bonnie who is. she is either, but it's mine's better than hers. Well, Grandma Bonnie, uh, I think her knees are shaking right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of fed up with her bragging about her pie crust. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, she threw you threw down a gauntlet. Now. Yeah, but I really, folks, if you want a really fun recipe, just email us. I'll shoot that pie crust recipe out to you. You can try it. I, it's so easy. If you've ever tried to make it, you know the big deal is. I'm not I'm not like a chef, but I'm in charge of pies at Thanksgiving right. for my clan, the Sheridan, <laughs> Sheridan clan. So, yeah, you try to roll the thing out, and it wants to tear, and it's hard to get yeah, in the pie yeah. pan. This stuff, it's so easy to work. It doesn't tear. It rolls well. So it's easy. It tastes superior. So superior that people have requested to put it in their cookbooks. Yes. I can, I can say that without fear of anybody coming back on me on that one. All right. Now, are you going to talk about pie filling as well, or just no, the crust? No, I don't. I don't want to get into pie filling. I know it's been a little controversial, especially with uh, in these these trying economic times. So we'll just stay with crust. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, very good, Ray. Uh, what email address can they use to uh, get that pie crust recipe? Oh, please, it, it just it just email us at the office. It's info at RaymondSheridanDDS.com. All right. Info at RaymondSheridanDDS.com, and you can get. Uh, the pie crust recipe for the greatest pie crust ever to hit the sweet ground of this blessed state of Ohio. You will like this crust. Thank you, Marty. You're welcome, Ray, and thank you. All right, you've been listening to Your Dental Health with Dr. Ray. It's Dr. Ray Sheridan right here at Sheridan Dental in downtown Grove City. Join us every Thursday morning, 10 a.m., or on demand on the website at grovecityradio.com. This is grovecityradio.com. It's community radio totally off the dial.